Yo, Rooster, what's up, man? I think we're gonna we're gonna have a pretty small space here today, considering that I am not doing this from the Kaleo account, but I kinda love that. Like, you know, again, it's one of those things where whenever I travel, I guess I probably should bring both phones so I could host multiple spaces. But if not, then oh well. I'm gonna just invite everybody that is a listener up on stage though. You can vibe with just a small crew. I love doing that. Good morning, everyone. GM, GM. I just got on a Peloton ride for 30 minutes, and ETH went up 10%. What the hell happened? <laughs> Dude, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I had a feeling this weekend was going to be a weekend where uh, where we ended up seeing a nice little, uh, nice little spike up from this base range we've been in, man. It just it made a lot of sense that we were going to see some type of mean reversion. You know, if we weren't going to get that breakdown lower – on that last move that we saw last week where it dipped back down to 19. Like, I just, I don't think that we're going to get it. Like I think 17 K for BTC and that, you know, might be the generational bottom for it. So we'll see, man. It's uh, you know, maybe stuck in a crap for another few months, but dude, I I'm looking forward to a few weeks of bullishness. If we somehow get lucky enough. Yeah, I mean, it's just been so so long. I feel like everyone's either been washed out or, I, I don't know. I, I, I think we, we, we've we been waiting on it, and, and this is like, this has to be it. Because there's no, they're trying to make up FUD about Coinbase now. And um, all I could say is, like, I do consulting for my wage cut job, and I happen to work with Coinbase closely. And uh, all I can say is they're fine. So as someone who w- works, like, intimately with their financial reporting team and everything. So... I don't yeah, know I what they're talking about. <laughs> I guess I'm missing out a on a big opportunity to drop my uh, my FTX US rep link and get people to switch over, right? Like <laughs> that's I don't even think about it. You know, with all the Coinbase fund, that's where you got to capitalize, capitalize on the fear, bring them over, make make use, make them realize that them sponsoring me is worth worth continuing. So <laughs> might have to. That's true. I mean, if they if they buy uh, if Sam buys out Robinhood, like they're gonna onboard like I don't know how many people use Robin. I think it's like twenty million users or something. Like that would be huge. I think like that's what they're what he's trying to do. Um, but I mean, all those users are gonna go like right to FTX. So I think they're gonna they're just gonna like lap over Coinbase. Like, do you see their their mark their NFT marketplace like GameStop? did more volume in like two days than, than they did in like six months. Or Wait, are you ridiculous. serious? The GameStop NFT marketplace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did $3 million in like the first two days and Coinbase did like 1.7 million total USD in like ever since they came out. When did they actually go live? How did I miss that? Like I knew they were coming out soon, but I didn't realize that they'd gone live. And by the way, just quickly, anybody in this crowd, just get your ass up on stage. I invited all of y'all. You can even like we can turn this into a freaking pudgy space. I don't care for the day. Like we can make it happen. This is <laughs> just go. a small vibe. Like we do this every week for the uh, the uh, the wonky crew. And um, you know, love that love that I finally finally Bog Bogfather's been trying to get me to do it forever. Same with Yakimit. Same with like everybody else. As far as hopping on and getting on the the pudgy train. So finally decided that I needed to dip my toes in the pudgy train. 
And if I get a few more of y'all, the, the pudgies on stage, I will, I will talk about why I finally got on the pudgy train. But in lo- otherwise, like, we're going to keep this, you know, market, wonkies, everything else. We're just going to vibe regardless. But welcome up. Welcome. You know, th- th- this is kind of like a small little hidden space because, again, not everybody realizes that Cleo is behind this ledge art account whenever the spaces are going. So this is like a way to host a space and have like a small core tight knit community rather than having like hundreds of random, whatever people up there, we can just keep it call small, keep it cool. So get your asses up on stage. Sorry, I'm done. Bogfather. I don't even remember what we were talking about and where I interrupted you going into this. If you do dive back in. We were just making fun of the Coinbase NFT. Apparently, they, they launched like a Bill Murray uh, collection yesterday. There was a thousand pieces. And then they bragged about it selling out. But in reality, they only sold 81 of them. And then like, we'll sell the other ones at a later date, like with an asterisk. Like they just didn't even say, like it didn't even like sell out. Or, you know, they don't, yeah, it sold like 8% of the total collection. But yeah, they're, they're struggling. But Pudgies, I think we've done more Pudgy volume than in the last day than like Coinbase did total since it came up but the pudgies are, are thriving man we're, we're doing the toy collect the what do you call it the i there's not a space later about like the how they're how we're going to utilize like the ip and they're making toys later on in the year uh the founder is pretty he did the gel blaster so you know, i think he's done like sold other merch and stuff so that's kind of like you know his his like forte so we'll see what happens with that but Bog, how many how many pudgies do you have, man? I have thirty pudgies and hundred and fifty little pudgies. Dude, no freaking when, uh, wonky stonks pudgies. Yeah, I have like seventy wonkies. At a certain point, like I could buy more, but it's like I don't want to. Like, there's like a certain cap, like where you don't want to, like have too much of something, because then it's like I you'll agree. never be able to get out too. You know? I, I, no, I I agree. I I see what you're saying with it, like. You know, and it's one of those things, too, where, dude, again, you know, I, I guess here's my, obviously, my bias with the wonkies are it's my project, and I know where I'm going with it, and, like, it's one of those things where I realize that I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be there for years, and I'm going to give away, like, you know, during this space, I typically give away wonkies. Heck, if I get, you know, Ryan DM, like, this account or the Kaleo account, whatever, I'll DM you back. I'll give you a wonky coming up on stage. Um, yeah, I'm going to raffle. I'm going to raffle off a wonky. That's joke. my thing. I have I'll, so I'll many. Let me, let me raffle each, one off. I give away at least like one or two each week whenever I do these spaces. That's like, that's my whole thing. I'll, I'll, I'll collect hundreds and I know the supply, like I'm never going to sell my, whatever the wonkies like i'm gonna give them away throughout the years no matter what the floor or whatever else is so that's why i'm like yeah i'll continue to stack them slowly throughout the process whatever the time is there the generative art movement is here it is generative art so yeah but you know in the meantime what i realized also is dude i think the best way to be able to like really realistically make it in the NFT space is to like start investing slowly into projects and communities that are solid communities. And the pudgies I feel like are one of those that are obviously undervalued after the, you know, after how long they've been around, where they've been at, like, I'm surprised looking at it, you know, I feel like they should have a mutinate type floor right now. Right. Like 20 ETH should be an easy floor. I'll drop that. Like when I'm not on the Kaleo account, 
and I'll slowly, like, I'm slowly going to keep, you know, I, I don't like to ape in a hundred percent at anything at once, but I'm going to keep collecting some more pudgies. Like, you know, I feel like why not? Um, so yeah. Anyway, there's, there, there's your pudgy alpha. Don't, don't be surprised if I continue to stack a few more. <laughs> we gotta, I'm not going to ape in anything because I'm not a, enough of a DGen NFT guy yet to do that. Though you should ape into the wonkies. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I agree with that. The wonkies are criminally undervalued. Um, you know, from like where the, the I mean, the thing is about the wonkies, people forget it was like you. I think you were one of the first people to do the stealth mint, but you did it like at the perfect time. I remember like when gas was like horrible last year, but people re- like it was a pretty fair mint and it was really distributed. But um, I think there's still like sixty something percent unique holders. Um, there's yeah, so I mean. It's it's like one of those things where it happened like early. I feel like with NFT collections, especially generative art, like if you have to, like they have to have some like lore behind it and some staying power. Like and they've been around for like ten, like nine, ten months now. So it's it's definitely you know ha- it does have that, and it's that's kind of the most important piece. And I think what's like to come is still like up in the air. It's kind of like where ICOs were in 2017. It's like, we have, what, what are we doing? Like, what's the next step with, with NFTs? And, you know, like people will be building and, um, you know, we'll find out like, what pivot next. But um, there's a lot of really, really cool opportunities. And, you know, again, I, I'm no bias, but the wonkies are dope. And we like the wonkies. I appreciate it, man. You know, hey, I'll drop some more alpha because why not? Like, it is smaller. Like, one, one of these days, and here's one of the things I'm not in a rush with. I think a lot of projects, they drop certain incentives too early. Like they end up expanding their collection before the community's at capacity to where there's a true need to expand the collection. Right. And that's kind of what I feel like with ledge art in general right now, you know, it's like, okay, it's a small community. It's strong. But if you end up creating any other collections within it, then it ends up being immediately, you know, like you're just basically flooding the supply of the people that are in it right then and there. So my whole thing is, it's like, dude, just continue to build a slow, strong base. And like when the time is right, you know, that's when you start adding to the collections within the ecosystem. Right. You know, so there's no no rush with what that is. I don't know what the exact number or what the anything else is for that point. Well, like, that's the way I see it is that we're going to be in this homeostasis point for NFTs for like the next couple of years where, you know, I think we've already seen they are a bit of an outlier. I think they'll continue to be. But I really believe that they'll be the next, the next, you know, what DeFi summer was, what Solana summer was, like they will lead the charge as far as, you know, the where you'll see the highest return heading into the next the next bull run in the next 100%. couple of years. Do you think like, it's like a subset of an asset, a subset of crypto? It's its own asset of some kind, you know, like you, I wouldn't really generalize it, even though it is like, you know, ERC 721s. Like, I feel like it's its own kind of asset class. Um, but yeah, bro. And I'll say that it's the same thing with like the pudgies leading into it. I thought about it. I was like, man, like, <laughs> you know, here the pudgies are. And if I was trading this like a normal shit coin chart, like I literally looked at it on um, the chart on OpenSea as if it was a shitcoin chart, and I'm like, I'm gonna look back one of these days, and if I don't have at least a few, and it is you know 2025, and Pudgies have like a 100 ETH floor, and I'm sitting there saying that I knew about the Pudgies for literal years, 
in like the single digit ETH territory. And I didn't even at least grab a couple, like how stupid I would feel. So it was almost like an insurance policy where I was like, okay, like if any, if any of the old school blue chips that are undervalued right now end up coming back down the road, I bet the pudgies are going to be one of them. So you've got to stack and you've got to like position yourself kind of with those insurance policies just in case leading into it. A hundred percent agreed. And it's one of those things too, is like once you start buying pudgies or like any other project, like you get addicted to that collection and you like go back and you're like, shit, I should have bought this like trait. So I see you Kaleo just like snatching pudgies left and right with different traits. So we see you. What's your favorite trait? by the way. I was meaning to ask you. That. For what? <laughs> for, the, for the pudgies. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to drop it because I might have my eye on some that I uh, Never. Okay, that's might fine. have to slowly keep snagging. <laughs> so we'll see. I, You know, I, I, I did realize, though, like, I snagged a couple yesterday, right? And then I realized, I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, looking at that, that's kind of bland, didn't have any color. So then I saw one with a ton of color on the floor, and I was like, okay, like, just to spice it up. I'm going to go ahead, snag that one. And I'll slowly, you know, keep snagging some more. We'll see. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'm not approaching it too slowly. I just feel like it's one of those things where I have aped in to collections and not necessarily collections, coins, other stuff like that on pump days before. And then you see a little bit of relief and a little bit of a breather moment where, okay, that whatever hype that was there ends up cooling off. So it's more of just a discipline thing with, okay, like this has been in this range for a while. Hopefully it'll continue to be in this range for a little while longer. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be able to stack a few more, a little bit cheaper heading into it. We'll see. But if not, again, looking at it, you know, pudgies are one of the collections that I do see leading up to that higher valuation later. And obviously there are other collections like that, that I do see as well. That, you know, I've thought about it. I'm like, okay, I need to start slowly, slowly entering into some of these ecosystems. I think there's healthy, um, there, there's just this healthiness within the NFT culture. Whenever you start to dive in to different communities and kind of cross that bridge between different communities, right? 100%. Yeah. I think it's, you know, going into like the Discord, like, it, you know, we, there's a, you see the same faces and stuff like we've been kind of getting more presence on Twitter during the bear market because it's just been pretty slow all around. But the pudgies really haven't gone anywhere. Like no matter what's happened, like the engagement's been pretty high. And it's really good to see like some of the old faces coming back in since we got the new team. Um, and I think that was key, like getting back those those key people that were part of the first run up. Um and, you know, there's just so much, like, on the horizon. Um, and talking about traits, um, once these, once they select um, the toys, the, the penguins that are going to be on the toys, uh, I, I would be looking at those traits to snipe because they're going to be, like, a hot commodity. Like, you know, whatever it is. Because, you know, some of them might not be marketable as a plushie, you know, especially like the little pudgies. They're, like, double-fisting turkey legs. I don't know how you're going to manufacture that. But um, there's a, you know... The, there's a lot of clean ones and there's a lot of cute ones that are not rare that that you know will probably be valuable a lot of meme traits that are valuable but uh, there's a lot behind each thing and there's a million stickers and, and we're coming rolling out the gifts um, it's just kind of you know full-on memes right now and it's it's amazing like we've slowly taken over Twitter this week and 
uh, it, it's been really fun. It was kind of reminds me of, like last August when like during that first run. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, when you're know, wrapping thirty pudgies, like <laughs> you, you you love to see it. And one thing I'll say about the traits too is like I'm biased, but red skins, man. Like you you have your ice, you have your gold, and then you have your two leopards, and and those are like oh those are your rare skins, but like the top skin is red like as far as like your base colors go so and a lot of people drop those really close to the floor if not on the floor so keep an eye out for red skins oh we got a bowl cut up here too what's up ryan uh yeah hey how's it how's going i was just gonna say uh you're talking about how the community in the discord for the pudgy penguins, um, you know, it was like pretty authentic. And I think that just talks to the staying power of, of a lot of like the early community members being in pudgy penguins, because it was one of the earlier mints of the last bull run, like starting in, you know, May, uh, 2021. And so I think a lot of people that it's like the people that bought into apes earlier, any of those original collections, you, uh, you know, whether you have one or you bought, you know, five or 10 back then, it's hard not to, not to at least, you know, keep some skin in the game. So, uh, it's not a really a surprise, I think, that when everything that starts to kind of sell off in these big downturns, um, especially these, you know, newer NFT projects, that some of the uh, older, you know, blue chips like uh, Pudgy Penguins kind of start to stand out. So, yeah, pretty, pretty fun to be along the journey for that. that and I, and one thing I think that's really interesting about NFTs, too, is like people that just buy one, you know, base their whole online identity to that. You didn't see that. You saw a little bit with shit coins, but that was just them shilling their bags. But like when it becomes like your whole persona, like there's a different way you have to start playing charts. Um, and yeah, it's it's a new ball game. Yeah, I mean it creates some intangible like value associated with it. And so there's there's a lot that goes to people who build, you know, brands, uh, especially online. And yeah, if you if you build a lot of if you build your brand value around, uh one particular um you know nft and it that's kind of where the value is partly accruing when you sell that you know you might lose some of that so uh def- definitely create some stickiness a hundred percent man rooster so you know okay another another collection that like i see that i do respect and i do need to get into because i know you guys are all big on it like you know the psychedelic synonymous that's another one i'll probably pick up a pa like just for the culture, because I like there are a lot of guys like here's one of the things that I look at and that I'm looking at is I'm like going to start creeping into some of these different projects. It's just, you know, where are people that I respect within the communities that I vibe with, like where are they involved in? I know there are a lot of guys in the wonky stocks community that are big in the PA community. And that was the same thing with like pudgies, right? You know, you got guys like Bog, Father, Yakima, you know, I could go down the list of several others that you know, are big pudgy guys and they have pushed me for so long as far as, you know, from within the wonky stonks community, like, dude, you got to end up getting in on this. And finally I was like, okay, like here are things that again, you know, and even if I don't end up aping into everything, as long as like, it's one of those things where if you have people that you trust, you believe that are inside of that, a little bit of exposure. So that if they end up doing that massive explosion to the next level, like I do think pudgies will, you know, like whenever they end up going to that 20, 30, whatever ETH type of area, um, then you're like, okay, at least I don't have as much FOMO because I could rep like at least a small bag forever, you know, just be able to have something there to be able to, 
to represent and, you know, enjoy the ride with those guys that believe in that area for longer that were there with you telling you about it for a long time. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I I'm doing this right now. I'm, I, uh, I, I snuck away. I've got, I'm here with the fam on a little mini vacation and snuck up said I had to go up to the room because like I do this space every single week, no matter what, but it makes it tough. I usually do it Fridays at 11 AM for the, uh, the wonky crew. And then, you know, but of course, like a lot of the time you're traveling on Fridays and whenever you're on the road, there's sometimes zero opportunities to do this. So you got to be able to sneak away while everyone else eats lunch or do something else to be able to make the time to, to work this in. I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking time away and, and hosting the space. Um, I think it'd be interesting. I came into the space because uh, I saw it on Twitter from like the Pudgy Penguin community uh, that a lot of people were joining. I would love to, to learn a little bit about ledge art and the wonky, uh, you know, collection and community. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that. So, Basically, story behind it is last October, actually, you know, leading up to last October, right? And by the way, if anybody doesn't recognize my voice, it's listening like this is Kaleo. This is, you know, just me hosting from the Ledge Art account. Unfortunately, I don't have two phones, so I can't do both. But I kind of like doing small spaces like this anyway. So anyway, but to keep going with it, um, leading up to that, I talked with a buddy where I was like, I want to be able to do something to help engage with my community a little bit more leading into the nft space i really have respected you know i like the generative art type stuff so i wanted there to be something surrounding that i didn't feel like a pfp type collection would really be true to my identity you know as a trader within the space because the majority of the people that followed me were people that were involved in the trading side of things rather than the nft side right so you know we looked through it and ended up coming up with generative art, like fully generative price action, fully generative stock, like type of charts that I looked through it and immediately connected with me. Because when I look at a chart, like I see art, I like it invokes an emotion of different trades from different price action of hours and hours that I've spent looking at it. And the funny thing is, you know, you look at it and you're like, where's the meme ability of a stonk chart? And I think the meme ability is the fact that you're buying a PFP or, you know, a JPEG of a chart rather than actually, you know, buying the stonk or the coin or anything else itself. Right. And, I, you know, I think that there is meme ability behind that. When you look at the history of everything, I believe that, like, you know, I'll be around for years. You know, I want to be able to continue to build this community. And we, we entered into it where it was a, you know, a stealth drop. I didn't give any whitelist spots to anybody. I didn't give anything, any honorable, you know, honoraries or anything like that to anybody. Just one day when the collection was fully ready during a space, I just announced to everybody. I was like, hey, I'm doing this free mint. You know, it has no roadmap, no anything else. If you want to mint, go to it. It was October. It was actually the day, October 19th. Um, BTC and ETH were making, you know, new all-time highs. They were both climbing into it. It was really, you know, just one of those cool, fun spaces. And, you know, I think that the history of that kind of like will always resonate with me as well. But, dude, that's what it is. It's just my whole thing leading into it and from there is the roadmap is officially we vibe and then we vibe harder. 
So my whole thing is, dude, regardless of where the floor price is, anything else, like, dude, I'm, I'm not in it for the money. I'm just in it because, like, I enjoy the community that I've built out of it. I poured, you know, uh, tons of ETH scooping these up because I do believe in it. I do believe that down the road I'll be able to add to an ecosystem within this. And I want to be able to continue to give back to the community, be able to give these away to people as time goes on, regardless of where floor or anything else is. So it's like, why not stack in something that you believe whenever it's cheaper like this and to be able to build from there? That's my whole thing with it is it's like, dude, it's I'm not in a rush. I'm not in anything else with it. I will vibe and focus on the guys that are there. And I believe that value inherently shows itself with time. So that's kind of the vision behind it is eventually to add an ecosystem with more generative art projects behind it. But again, I'm not going to sit there and rush and flood anything into an ecosystem that I don't feel like is at the point of maturity to where it's ready for that yet. So anyway, that, that that's kind of where the history of it is, where it is now. And, you know, yeah, and wow. you got you guys did it the right way too, because anytime you drop a meme project like that, that's just you know fun. Like you guys did it as a free minute. I remember that day, and I, I jumped on and minute a few, and um, yeah. So any anytime you can do a free mint and it's a good project, like I'm such a fan of free mints. But um, yeah, it was a great great launch. I appreciate it, man. I'm sorry to you know go off. I, I know that was a long tangent, long explanation, but that's that's kind of the history. No, I I appreciate it. I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, I it, so are these generative art just purely based on uh like like are they supposed to represent any underlying data around actual companies and like historic performance, or is it purely just kind of bringing together these different elements, whether it's time, you know, value, performance, or whatever. And, and creating, you know, a, a piece of art. Yeah, no, I mean, it's purely, purely generative art. So, you know, if it's purely generative, then you can't necessarily base it off any particular company or particular specific price action, right? Because I think then you'd have to kind of tailor the inputs a little bit more to be able to make that happen. So, you know, basically the way that the parameters were structured were that you have, you know, ob- there are different time intervals, whether, you know, it's a minute chart, daily, hourly, uh, monthly, weekly, etc. Right? Um, there are different returns that were generated from the actual price action itself, and then one of the really cool hidden traits that's worked in there as well that I'm a big fan of is uh, my buddy that you know coded the project. We worked in um, an algorithm that basically bucketed different price action that had like clear cut similarities that fit the criteria into different traits that you click there and you know in a way it's a hidden trait right you know that indicator you click on it and you'll see okay like that's a worm burner and you'll look at it and it's like okay yeah these are all worm burners you can see the price action that kind of dictates that trend and you see the similarities rather than okay everybody has like a certain hat or a certain you know hairstyle or necklace or thing that they're wearing instead you know, it's different price action that generatively matches it. And then, you know, as far as other indicators that I think are pretty cool that are just the simple, simplistic style elements, you know, you've got the, you know, the super guppies, the moving average ribbons, this and that, like, you know, actual stock chart indicators that are worked in there that, you know, just add a little bit more flair to the actual chart. But like the coolest thing for me is, 
even though it doesn't represent companies, you can look through it and there are a million times that you can say, okay, this price action from my stock actually looks a lot like this price action from whatever shit coin that you're looking at at whatever time period, right? Like the generative art mimics reality and it's pretty cool to watch that. Yeah, that's, I was kind of just thinking that as you were talking, like this is a really interesting representation of kind of art in its, in its, you know, purest form and uh, you know, technical analysis in and of itself is very, you know, personalized or, 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 you know, up for, for interpretation of the individual and you have different, you know, styles, whether that be like trading, you know, based on daily or, or hourly or, or uh, different, you know, durations and artists have different styles of, of painting, like abstract, et cetera, or you have, you know, different techniques and, and that's kind of some of the stuff you're talking about, um, you know, with following like different, like, I don't know, Fibonacci's or, you know, different kinds of stuff. And yeah, artists have different types of, you know, artistic techniques as well. So it's, it's really interesting to see the parallels that are, that are drawn. And yeah, you do start to assign value to things, whether it's there or not, you know, like I was looking at these and the bag holder uh, one resonates with me, <laughs> particularly right now and the liquidation charts. Right. And so, it's it's kind of ironic and, and interesting if like because you can find some humor in the chaos that's happening across markets right now right and if like liquidation uh a collection or or, or ones within this collection like took off during a, a bear market it'd be kind of funny oh yeah man and you know again looking at it like you ask yourself how are how do nft collections survive right you know, they survive based on multiple factors, one of them, you know, being the community, the other being the founders. And like, you know, we have a strong core community that's grown out of this. Like Rooster, dude, Rooster is always like a solid cog in the machine that makes this engine run. But then on top of that, you know, like I look at it where there are a lot of founders in certain projects where if they're not getting a certain revenue or they're not doing this or that, like they're not able to continue forward with that project because they're not able to sustain it from the time input for the value that they're getting out of it. Right. And like, again, with this, like, dude, again, I see, I have bigger visions for where it'll go one day, but like, as far as a revenue stream or anything like that is concerned, like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like it is what it is. Like, you know, I have, you know, I, I have revenue from other sources. Like, I'm just in this for the passion. That's why I believe that eventually, you know, things that you're passionate about, whether people see value in them immediately or not, if you continue to stick with them, will eventually inherently gain value, you know, especially if you have an audience. And that's kind of the way I see it. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever the timeline is, like, that's what happened. Eventually, people will realize the meme of owning like a shitty stock chart is like so much better than owning a chart, you know, the actual stock itself. But like until that day happens, man, we just vibe and that's it. Have you thought about um, like during this period? I don't know how many crypto native people there are in the wonkies. I think there's a decent amount, but like kind of like taking like an educational route and like trying to maybe teach people like not giving calls or anything, but like giving people like the basics of ta and you know, here's, like... here's the deal with that bot and like i've thought about that going into it but that does turn it into a couple different things like you know whatever you're doing any type of educational whatever type things with that like directly i mean obviously like with the community you know i always like i love answering questions talking with the guys doing whatever but from the purely educational route like trading in general is so 
I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there's a stigma around anything involving any type of association with a, you know, a paid group, which leads to educational content and like the skew of having an NFT to be able to be part of a group of people that are educating people to do calls. Like, obviously, you know, like I, I enjoy trading. I do well. I love being able to talk about it. But when it turns into something where people are inherently expecting that value from it, for something that like, dude, no matter how, you know, you, no matter how good of a trader you are, you can go on bad streaks, right? And if you're leading people toward that and it becomes about that type of education and it becomes about that type of thing where, you know, whether it's an education service or a call service, like it ends up just becoming something that I feel like varies a little bit more with the performance of both the person that is, you know, ushering out those calls and ushering out that those resources because even if you give the best resources for education with trading a lot of the time like it's about the execution too right people aren't going to perform and it just becomes one of those where I, I think it just isn't as pure and as clean as i like it so i like the community being able to self-sustain be able to talk through that amongst each other i like having these conversations but as far as a deeper level for that, like that's just not something that I necessarily want to turn it into. For sure. No, I get it. Like anytime it could get a little like bit dicey and yeah, you know, especially crypto Twitter is so harsh Like with anything, it's just get the pitchforks coming out uh, for any little thing. So yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, man. So anyway, I mean, we'll see. So let's see who who has not talked yet. Sai, what's going on, man? You want to introduce yourself? I like the uh, the star glasses and the uh, the puffer jacket. He may be dead. Hey, yeah, so one, said- one person I like uh, Flip Draga, who's a speaker. He actually minted the flipped left facing penguin. Love that about this guy. Oh, no, uh, really? Yeah, he's, oh. he's also just an awesome dude. Dude, that's amazing. The flip. What? Tell me, tell me the story behind the uh, the mint with that. Hey, Kaleo. Uh, first of all, um, yeah, I'm a fan of of your work, and also I I, I still have the uh, the wonky that I that I minted. So um, I'm glad to see that you've been um you know doing these every week and glad to be on here but um yeah so it was um i was actually out to lunch with with uh a uh crypto friend and during the during the pudgy mint and like we just ordered food and i'm just like furiously trying to to mint and uh, not get gassed out but um I think I minted like 60 penguins and um, yeah, it just, it just worked out that I got the, uh, the left facing penguin and um, you know, the project started taking off and um, eventually the, the offer started coming in and, you know, I, it was, it's crazy because like before the penguin meant, um, actually my my portfolio went bust twice so it was my third attempt and you know i just accepted the fact that i'm not good at trading and uh nfts were more my thing so uh i actually rejected three 
three six-figure offers for the left-facing penguin um, just because I had so much conviction in the project. And, I mean, you can't deny the cuteness. I mean, come on. Like, anyone that sees this out, out in the real world, like, it's, you know, they just, they're going to gravitate to it. So, you know, I literally, I, when all the offers are flying around and, you know, finally a, um, 150th offer came in and, um, yeah, I had, I had to take it. And I think, I think it worked out because it was more than double of the, first six figure offer that came in and um you know it, it it did get some add some traction to to the project and deservedly so so uh, but yeah that's that's kind of the story and you know just been loyal holder since then and it's definitely had some some ups and downs especially with uh, there's just a lot of lore behind the project. Let's just keep it that way. Uh, put it that way. But um, glad to have you on board now. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you having us on stage. And, what uh, kind of emo- emotions did you feel when you when you uh, finally, you know, sold sold that one? You've been on such like a long ride with it. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, it was it was it was definitely a bit bittersweet because it's it, it's such an iconic penguin uh, but at the same time it's like those types of moments are what draws most people in right like it's it is it, it we're all we're all dj and gamblers right at our at our core at our cores and um <laughs> when something like that happens you just kind of you're like man like but you you have to hold like there's a lot of there's a lot of people that you know have have sold grails too early type of thing so you never really think you're going to end up doing you know what's or making the the best play but um but yeah I'm I'm always going to be um I'm always going to be kind of like uh indebted or just loyal faithful to the project because it really did change my life so i'm i'm really happy for this current run um the new team you know luca and especially pp for this latest run like there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that everyone doesn't really see so uh just really just really happy to see what's been happening and um yeah we're gonna we're, we're gonna keep going and um you know i do I do want, now that I kind of heard the story behind, behind Kaleo, like I, I definitely um, want to uh, look into it more. I, I really think that's a nice, uh, that's a nice rugged rugged when the wonkies came up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. I, I, I do have, you know, first off, I do appreciate that, uh, the comment about the wonkies man that's uh, it's really really nice and do uh, love love hearing that but i do you know i am curious as far as after you sold that like what percentage of those 60 do you still hold most of the others like you know were you able to 
I guess, kind of ease your way out a little bit? Because obviously, you know, again, talking about being a degenerate gambler with it, you know, like you were able to snag a large profit off of that, but then you're still probably realistic, you know, at a certain point, the floor price on the others was probably at a point where you're like, okay, you know what, like at a certain point, do I want that much exposure to that project? I don't know. I'm just curious, what was your thinking after that? And kind of what was your approach with the, uh, the rest of the collection outside of the, uh, the left facing? So, okay, this is, this is actually a great question because I, I aped a bunch of penguins when they were below mint, like around like point point zero five or so. So uh, at one point I actually had 120 penguins and, um, you know, during the run up, like I was talking to Elmo quite a bit, uh, on telegram and, you know, so we, we kind of were just talking firsthand about what was happening and like what we were doing with it. And, uh, I had a bunch listed, uh, I was trying to kind of scale my way out because I mean, no one really knew where it would go, like at the beginning, right? Because there's just so many projects minting, et cetera, et cetera. But um, basically, I I pretty much sold like 90 penguins below at like point point four six and below, uh, and. Um, Elmo was like telling me to like delist, delist. But by the time I tried to delist, they were already gone. I got swept away. But um, I kept the thirty that were kind of like to me the most like iconic or the ones that I really kind of vibed with the most. Like for example, there's only two penguins that are that have a full biker outfit. So. I minted one and then I snagged the other one off of, off of secondary, um, like tufts and just, just other things like that, like crowns obviously. But, uh, so that's kind of what it was. It was like, okay, what am I comfortable with, you know, parting, parting ways with, um, to kind of, you know, get, get some, uh, some ROI, right, in, in the short term, and also what I think would be beneficial to hold in the long run. So, um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. And like, one thing I will definitely say is like, what influenced me to keep the thirty penguins was we were promised igloos um, in the Minecraft server that that the old team launched and I was like, all right, I'm going to keep 30. I want three igloos. And like, I thought it was going to be like financial freedom, right? Like, Holy shit. Like we can sell or rent our igloos. Like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> so <laughs> I think I was, I think it was borderline delusional at that point. But, um, so that's why I kept 30 and like, I was, I'm, I'm still so bitter. Cause I spent, I spent so much time in that Minecraft server too. Like, don't get me wrong it was a lot of fun but like i made i made some some like close friends in the huddle because of that um and i learned how to play minecraft i've never played minecraft before that but um but i'm 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 seriously still bitter we didn't get those igloos but all right i'm going on a tangent uh, i'll throw it back to you 
Dude, that's that's amazing because I know whether it's igloos or something else, I've been there before, man, where I'm like, that is going to be financial freedom. Like, whatever that comes to be. I think the first igloo moment for me was uh, Strat. Like, I, I, a lot of y'all probably don't even know what Stratus is, man, but Stratus was, you know, the first real implementation of proof of stake um, with, a, uh, with an L1. And I thought that Stratus was going to be like the ETH killer, you know, one of the ETH killers. I just did. And I just, I remember whether it was certain wallets that they had that they were working on or, you know, like little things like that. And looking back at them, like, dude, what the hell is this privacy Tumblr wallet going to like do it to be able to like revolutionize and bring people to this? It's not going to do that much inherently to be able to get everybody on board like but there were just a million things that i i remember throughout like the years that i've been there like that i've had as my igloo moments and but like overall man i'm impressed with what you've said because i think that what you're smart going into any project and this is important whether you believe in it or not you know it's like once you reach a certain threshold like you know whether it was 0.46 for you and you scooped up a bunch under mint before that like dude that's an amazing return for that like these days you know somebody would have to scoop it up or say that they scooped them up around like two seven you know to get that same return they'd have to get see the price go up to 2070 right so you know and you know same obviously with the 150 that you you know got from the initial mint from the left facing dude if you think about that even if i, I think i looked at that the other day the price of it was like 223 or something or 230 or whatever the heck it was and you know, the price of it in USD now is still cheaper than the price of USD when you sold the 150. I guarantee you that. Um, and so, you know, it's one of those things, again, like I think it's important to be able to reach thresholds, even on projects and stuff like that, that you believe to be able to take profit. But, you know, also, again, you know, it's not like you left the ecosystem. You're still obviously a massive part of the uh, the pudgy community, and that's really cool to see, man. You know, you still have. I think there are a lot of people that are still probably pretty jealous of whatever uh, pudgy collection you have you have left. Yeah, I think I I think that's the I think that's the crazy part is like we have we have this perception of like kind of accumulating, right? And there's but the most important part of a community are the holders that have like one penguin, for example. And as was mentioned earlier, it becomes their identity. Like just take, just take Joey Moose, for example, right? Like he is, he's deep seated in, in penguin lore as starting, you know, I am my penguin and my penguin is me. Right. And like, okay. Like the first time I heard the replay of that, I was like, is this dude for real? Like, this has to be fake. Like, it was crazy, but it was real. And actually, I actually got to meet Moose and at NFT NYC, and like, and I've I've talked to him a bunch um, on um, because he's also a big buy pills holder. So, um, but I I talked to him. I'm meeting him is just like he's he is such like a wholesome guy like through and through and like um yeah it's just there's there's so many people in this space just that 
you know, you never would have met any other way. And I think that's, it's, it's a trip. Like people flew in from all over the world just to, just to hang out in NYC. Like I, I, I played a game of ping pong with Pee like, who would have thought like any yeah, of that would happen? My ass, you know? yeah. <laughs> it was beginner beginner's luck, man. But um but yeah, it's it is I have made mistakes. I have made a lot of mistakes. Like let's just let's just um let's just highlight this is that I've made a lot of mistakes about you know fully exiting projects and um I think only getting one of a project is to me is makes it makes it pretty hard because you don't really have a way out like you can't really just sell to get your money back because then you'll be out you know i do man and you know it's funny like um you know as far as the lore type things go we've got one guy part of the wonky stonks lore on space or on stage the uh, the wonky cube he, uh, you know, like he started the, the whole meme three is key where, you know, it like, again, you can see his profile. He has a cube of it and it just became one of these things that a lot of the guys in the community have kind of rallied around is wanting a cube, you know, aspiring toward making it, being able to flex three of them at once. I don't know what it is, man. Just whenever I see the cube of the stocks, like it looks clean and you can see he's done a mashup with uh with some of his frogs which the plague is another you know lower eth floor project that i'm a fan of um uh really really strong community there as well but you know same type of thing with it it's like the three is key thing got to be and now we've got cubes running all all over the place what's up man my problem is that I cannot hold on to ETH in my wallet long enough. So I'm constantly in these mid-level projects. I don't know if I'll ever be able to save enough to ever dive into the penguins or like a PA for that matter. But I love the damn stonks. And yeah, Genesis thing, like you were kind of saying, I just loved all my stonks from day one and I wanted to flex more than one of them. I got a little bit hammered one night and threw some cubes. I've never done a penguin cube. Uh, so, so Bob, some Bog, somebody slide into my DMs. I wanna, I wanna play around, see what a damn okay. Cube Wonky like. Cube. One thing I will say, man, is like we do have a lower barrier to entry into the Budgie Penguins with the little pudgies. Oh yeah, uh, little pudgies. Yeah, yeah little pudgies. So those are still like if you look at the uh, the numbers on those versus the eight 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 on the penguins, like they're still undervalued in my opinion. Uh, Jeep is actually just commented on one of your posts Kaleo about he still doesn't know about little pudgies yet so I told him I'd give give him a shout out but uh little pudgies in my opinion um those are find some grills in there too that people list at floor value but uh they're still obtainable for people like you and people like me who cannot hold on to their ease so um I absolutely need to be involved with the penguins because fun quick little story I used a real-life penguin as a prop to propose to my wife. I told her I want a private animal experience at this zoo. And uh, we went in this door, and then the penguin waddled out with a sign. So I'm going to have to get a little pudgies and get myself two. Well, three. I need to have at least a cube's worth. So 
But I digress. But for real, guys, any of you penguins in here, great to see you in here. Wonkies are a, a great community. Um, but, yeah, if you guys want to see what a cube looks like, shoot me a message, man. I just friended you, dude. That's incredible. Yeah, Cube's a legend. Like another one was looking back on it, you'll you'll see a lot of people in the stonk community that'll talk about like six six one, where there was within the first few days of um, after the mint, there was just you know you know how OpenSea has those glitched out um, where somebody would run out of gas and not be able to follow through with a transaction, and then they'd get glitched out and basically stuck on the floor. So there was this one stock 661 that was stuck way beneath what the f- real floor had moved up to, but it didn't reflect that on the screen. So we basically had this whole movement within the Discord to be able to track down who 661 was. And within the Discord, it took like you know several hours. Somebody was able to track them down, DM the person, rallied around them, sent them the ETH to the wallet that they needed to be able to get it like moved and ended up, you know, rallying and making it happen. But then from there on out, 661 just became a meme within the community. We've got it like on some of the merch with the hats and, um, you know, some of the mugs, other stuff like that, just because it's such an iconic thing. But it's one of those things, again, that if you're not there kind of rallying around it, there at the beginning stages of that project that you kind of don't, you miss out on some of the lore, I guess, that uh, that develops along with it. Like, you know, some of the lore that you've been part of, Drago. And I'll chime in on that front, uh, Kaleo. Like, one of the things that we did when the new team took over is, like, look, we have so many new people coming into this um, community, and they're going to be so lost. So, like, we developed this website called Pudgypedia, and it's almost like a little wiki for our Penguin uh, community. So, like, if you come into the, our community... Like, you can go to the website, and it has, like, all, like, we spent, like, three or four days just coming up with definitions for, like, all the lore that we could think of, and then it even has submissions, so, like, people can submit their own uh, definitions for some of the things that we say in Discord, some of the things that we say on, uh, you know, Twitter, because, like, it's so easy to come in, love the penguins, and then get absolutely lost, and whatever the hell it is we're talking about. And uh, speaking about the merch, um, if you need a fire pair of swim shorts for the summer, definitely go check out the Ledger merch. Oh, no joke, man. It actually, they are fire as hell. Like, let me, let me find that. I'm going to pin, if I can find it, pin that up here for, because like, I'm not even joking. And even if that's one of the things right now, we just have the merch store open, you know, you can. Like, anybody can go on there, snag some merch. You don't have to own a stock. Again, not financial advice, but financial advice, but not financial advice. You should own a stock. <laughs> um, let's see. I pinned, pinned that up there. Dude, where, where's 80s actually wearing and repping, modeling the, uh, the merch? Because that's an iconic picture try- with it. I'll try and find it real quick. Yeah, I'm, my I'm buying. I'm checking out right now. I didn't. Even oh, here it is. Here it is. Vice. <laughs> yeah, the Miami Vice trunks, man. Like they're actually That's pretty sick. So, again, you know, like charts are art. It's that simple. Oh, so so Kaleo, you're you're gonna pick up a Miami Vice penguin then, right? 
Is there a Miami Vice penguin? I mean, I just grabbed oh, yeah. a. I grabbed like a every multicolored penguin I could pop. I grabbed literally like I saw the most pol- colorful penguin I could find was literally on the floor. So I grabbed yeah, we got, it. We got some dope Hawaiian shirt penguins out there. Yeah, we have Nell in the crowd. He's rocking a Hawaiian shirt like a Tommy Versetti. All right, I'll, uh, I'll I'll make sure that I look at it as a trait to pick up. Let's see. I yeah, also, the, oh, sorry. I was gonna say. I guess I have seen. Uh, is it Elmo that that rocks the Hawaiian shirt? Or no, Elmo's the bowl cut. Yeah, I forget what. Uh, Bergie used to have. Uh, Bergie used to have the Hawaiian shirt for a bit. Kaleo, maybe maybe you're remembering that, but um, yeah, there's that. That's a and. Elmo was Elmo did for for a stretch. Um, he was memeing with a um, Miami Vice penguin, and he he, he even had a um, he even fractionalized his. So um, that's probably where where you're uh, you're remembering it from. But yeah, he was yeah. he he was he was uh, definitely pushing the the Miami Vice penguin, and that they are they are pretty cool. I that's actually uh one of the ones that I, I don't have that I wish I that I wish I did someone grabbed a um, I think it was a uh, a gold crown Miami Vice penguin I think which which is it, it just looks so clean the king of Miami <laughs> throw some of these uh ledge art shorts on them it look dope uh, I also pinned that flip was also part of like history. Uh, it's it's, it's it, dude. I, I laughed so hard seeing that last night. I yeah, was call, and I just couldn't stop laughing because it's like our official account chimed in that our devs are fixing this right now. Okay, explain that. So was this before the rogs were actually released? So we had these eggs right that were bouncing around for like three or four months, and we're like, sweet. I guess I don't. Know, I guess we're getting little pudgies in these and then the little pudgies launched and then we had no idea what were in the eggs and so we thought you know extra little pudgies or something and then on christmas day fishing rods came out of the eggs uh but you know the three letter word was too hard to spell so they misspelled it rog and the a legend was born from that so like now the whole community calls these rods rogs um and like dude they're undervalued in my opinion too, because out of all three of our official collections, that is the least, uh, there's less rocks than there are actual penguins. Cause you had to actually go on the website to claim those. Yeah. I sauce like still regrets selling me the, the rarest one for $14,000 on Christmas. Like he like was like legit mad that I paid him $14,000 for a picture of a fish, the rarest fish. Do you rock. still have it? I do. I do. So you have the rarest rog, my man. And I got the rarest, uh, one of the rarest little pudgies, the hot dog. Hopefully it'll become a toy, the little hot dog pudgy. That's amazing. Hey, Cleo, what do you, what do you, what do you think about the, the toy, li- toy licensing, by the way? Uh, well, I, I guess tell me about it. I didn't know there was toy licensing that was happening with the, uh, within the, the pudgies. Right, yeah, right, we made I'll, we I'll made I'll the big PP, announcement. I'll let PP talk about. 
we made the big announcement yesterday, but um, our first um, lineup is going to be with PMI. And um, they're picking out um, several different pudgies and little pudgies to mass produce. PMI is a, a big deal. They produce Nerf. They produce uh, Peppa Pig, Baby Shark, uh, WWE, Harry Potter. The uh, list goes on and on of different kind of toys. But they just partnered up with uh, Pudgy Penguins. Uh, announcement was made yesterday. But I think the, the bigger announcement, in my opinion, was the one that we made on Thursday, and that was, hey, we're going to allow penguins to submit their penguin number to be considered for you know future toys because, of course, there's going to be pudgy toys. Uh, but, yeah, big deal. A big enough deal that he got rugged. Yeah, I got rugs. Somebody <laughs> called me. Like, I wish there was an option you could like. Oh yeah. Like turn off phone calls. I bet that happened because I didn't buy a phone to use it for a phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do not disturb mode, my man. Uh, that only works mm. if they don't call you three times in a row. Yeah, I'm from the king of rugs over here. Cube is a. I I have learned my lesson. I could be yeah one of those uh, Tibetan monks that knits um, rugs on top of you know whatever mount. Is <laughs> how frequently I get rug. That's amazing, man. Uh, hey Ryan, by the way, I DM'd you. I may not be able to send you that stonk for another couple days. I might be able to from here. But I did tell you I'd send you a stonk, so I will do that. Whether it is whether I can figure it out today, or whether it's when I get back from vacation on Monday, um, one or the other, I'll get it to you. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, sounds good. It's been it's been fun to, to join the space. Um, hear about everything going on. Uh, yeah, Kalea, one thing I will mention, too, is we have a space uh, later today, I think at 5 p.m. Eastern, to kind of talk about the PMI deal. So I know it's Saturday. I know you guys are probably with your family, but if you want to hop in and listen to the team kind of talk about uh, that and, you know, what it means for the future, uh, feel free to. Dude, I'd love to, but unfortunately, I am, <laughs> I am officially out here on vacation with the fam, and I do, like, yeah, uh, two spaces would probably be one, two too many in their eyes, but uh, <laughs> dude, I, I feel you. My wife's like, "Can you with. please get off of this? Like, help me take care of the kids." But so, <laughs> yeah, and, and I apologize, guys. Do it. I do have to get this wrapping up, and you know, I really have enjoyed it, man. Because again, like one of the cool things that I see is I think there is a lot of value to be extracted. Not, you know, just between like bridging certain communities and being able to tap into that and looking for strength with, you know, communities again that I think that are criminally undervalued. And I do think looking at it, the more that I've really paid attention to it with what's happening with NFTs and where they're going, like, you know, it, it really shocks me that pudgies have never made it up to that 20 ETH area. So I feel like that's that will happen. I'm not going to tweet that out on Kaleo account, like, because I'd prefer them to take another few weeks and kind of like chop in this range a little bit more maybe dip down a bit and you know stack i i feel like i should have at least 10 like i don't know we'll see <laughs> so uh but uh anyway now i i really have enjoyed it it's been fun meeting you guys again we do the i try to do them every friday and 
you know, like it's, it's obviously a wonky space, but at the same time, like, you know, it's really an NFT space in general, man, like talking about anything going on in the, uh, in the space. And, um, one last shill for the wonkies. If you don't have a stonk yet, that's free alpha. They're criminally undervalued as well. (laughs) Um, but, uh, not financial advice. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. No, love you guys. I've really enjoyed it. Anybody else have anything closing before we uh, before we wrap this up? No, it's uh, just great to see a lot of the pudgy people hop into the space. Um, I'm sure you know one of our wonky songs legends, Yakimit, uh, is a big pudgy guy. He is yeah, our, is awesome. Yeah, he's our legendary mashup creator. I think he's well over 200. Uh, at this point, there's actually a channel in the Ledgeart Discord filled with all of his mashups. Um, I'm sporting one right now with the Super Guppy and the PA. Just want to give him a shout out as well, seeing all the penguins in here. But glad everyone showed up. Yeah, have a great weekend. You guys take care. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Cliff. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Thanks, Cliff.